0: This is the reading for June 9th, day 160 of the Bible in a Year, and we're reading 1 Kings twenty thirty-five through 2 Chronicles eighteen twenty-seven. First 1 Kings 20, verse 35. Meanwhile, the Lord instructed one of the group of prophets to say to another man, Hit me. But the man refused to hit the prophet. Then the prophet told him, Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, a lion will kill you as soon as you leave me. And when he had gone, a lion did attack and kill him. Then the prophet turned to another man and said, Hit me. So he struck the prophet and wounded him. The prophet placed a bandage over his eye to disguise himself and then waited beside the road for the king. As the king passed by, the prophet called out to him, Sir, I was in the thick of battle, and suddenly a man brought me a prisoner, he said, Guard this man, if for any reason he gets away. "'You will either die or pay a fine of 75 pounds of silver.' "'But while I was busy doing something else, "'the prisoner disappeared.' "'Well, it's your own fault,' the king replied. "'You have brought the judgment on yourself.' "'Then the prophet quickly pulled the bandage from his eye, "'and the king of Israel recognized him "'as one of the prophets. "'The prophet said to him, "'This is what the Lord says. "'Because you have spared the man, "'I said, must be destroyed. "'Now you must die in his place.' and your people will die instead of his people. So the king of Israel went home to Samaria, angry and sullen. First Kings 21. Now there was a man named Naboth from Jezreel, who owned a vineyard in Jezreel beside the palace of King Ahab of Samaria. One day Ahab said to Naboth, Since your vineyard is so convenient to my palace, I would like to buy it to use as a vegetable garden. I will give you a better vineyard in exchange, or if you prefer, I will pay you for it. But Naboth replied, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance that y- that was passed down by my ancestors. So Ahab went home angry and sullen because of Naboth's answer. The king went to bed with his face to the wall and refused to eat. What's the matter, his, wa- his wife Jez... His wife Jezebel asked him, What's made you so upset that you're not eating? I asked Naboth to sell me his vineyard or trade it, but he refused, Ahab told her. Are you the king of Israel or not? Jezebel demanded. Get up and eat something and don't worry about it. I'll get you Naboth's vineyard. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed them with his seal, and sent them to the elders and other leaders of the town where Naboth lived. In her letters she commanded, Call the citizens together for fasting and prayer and give Naboth a place of honor. And then seat two scoundrels across from him who will accuse him of cursing God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So the elders and other town leaders followed the instructions Jezebel had written in the letters. They called for a fast and put Naboth at a prominent place before the people. Then the two scoundrels came and sat down across from him, and they accused Naboth before all the people, saying he cursed God and the king. So he was dragged outside the town and stoned to death. The town leaders then sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned to death. When Jezebel heard the news, she said to Ahab, You know the vineyard Naboth wouldn't sell to you? Well, you can have it now. He's dead." So Ahab immediately went down to the vineyard of Naboth to claim it. But the Lord said to Elijah, Go down to meet King Ahab of Israel, who rules in Samaria. He will be at Naboth's vineyard in Jezreel, claiming it for himself. Give him this message. This is what the Lord says. Wasn't it enough that you killed Naboth? Must you rob him too? Because you have done this, dogs will lick your blood at the very place where they licked the blood of Naboth. So, my enemy, you have found me, Ahab exclaimed to Elijah. Yes, Elijah answered. I have come because you have sold yourself to what is evil in the Lord's sight. So now, the Lord says, I will bring disaster on you and consume you. I will destroy every one of your male descendants, slave and free alike, anywhere in Israel. I am going to destroy your family as I did the family of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and the family of Baasha." son of Ahijah, for you have made me very angry and have led Israel into sin. And regarding Jezebel, the Lord says, dogs will eat Jezebel's body at the plot of land in Jezreel. The members of Ahab's family who died, who die in the city will be eaten by dogs and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. No one else so completely sold himself to what was evil in the Lord's sight, as Ahab did under the influence of his wife Jezebel. His worst outrage was worshipping idols, just as the Amorites had done, the people whom the Lord had driven out from the land ahead of the Israelites. But when Ahab heard this message, he tore his clothing, dressed in burlap and fasted. He even slept in burlap and went about in deep mourning. Then another message from the Lord came from came to Elijah. Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this, I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will happen to his sons. I will destroy his dynasty. And that's the end of our reading for today. Okay, now we're going into another section. We're still in 1 Kings chapter 22. As far as history goes, this is occurring between 930 and 586 BC. We're going to a section about Ahab and Jehoshaphat. I'm just going to read the header here at the beginning of the section. The splintered nations of Israel and Judah formed an alliance under the rule of Ahab in the north and Jehoshaphat in the south. The alliance was more than simply for a single battle, as Jehoshaphat married his royal heir to one of Ahab's daughters, Athaliah. This alliance between the two kingdoms was condemned by God's prophets, and it led to great suffering and idolatry in the southern kingdom of Judah. God wants our wholehearted devotion to him, and he doesn't want us to allow anything or anyone to draw us away from serving him wholeheartedly. This is going to be a parallel, uh, the first part of a parallel. 1 Kings chapter 22, starting in verse 1. For three years, there was no war between Aram and Israel. Then, during the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to visit King Ahab of Israel. During the visit, the king of Israel said to his officials, Do you realize that the town of Ramoth-Gilead belongs to us? And yet, we've done nothing to recapture it from the king of Aram. Then, he turned to Jehoshaphat and asked, Will you join me in battle to recover Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, Why, of course, you and I are as one. My troops are your troops, and my horses are your horses. Then Jehoshaphat added, But first, let's find out what the Lord says. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, about 400 of them, and asked them, Should I go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or should I hold back? They all replied, Yes, go right ahead. The Lord will give give the king victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, There is one more man who could consult the Lord for us, but I hate him. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. His name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat replied, That's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, quick, bring Micaiah, son of Imlah. Now we're the second parallel, second Chronicles chapter 18. Jehoshaphat enjoyed great riches and high esteem, and he made an alliance with Ahab of Israel by having his son marry Ahab's daughter. A few years later, he went to Samaria to visit Ahab, who prepared a great banquet for him and his officials. They butchered great numbers of sheep, goats, and cattle for the feast. Then Ahab enticed Jehoshaphat to join forces with him to recover Ramoth-Gilead. Will you go with me to Ramoth-Gilead, King Ahab of Israel asked King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Jehoshaphat replied, Why, of course, you and I are as one, and my troops are your troops. We will certainly join you in battle. Then Jehoshaphat added, But first, let's find out what the Lord says. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, 400 of them, and asked them, Should we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or should I hold back? They all replied, Yes, go right ahead. God will give the king victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, There is one more man who could consult with the Lord for us, but I hate him. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. His name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat replied, That's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Quick, bring Micaiah, son of Imlah. Now we're back in 1 Kings 22, verse 10. King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on the throne at the threshing floor near the gate of Samaria. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. One of them, Zedekiah, son of Kenanah, Kenana? i don't know—made some of some iron horses and proclaimed, "This is what the Lord says: With these horns, you will gore the Arameans to death." All the other prophets agreed. Yes, they said, go up to Ramoth-Gilead and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. Meanwhile, the messenger who went to get Micaiah said to him, look, all the prophets are promising victory for the king, but sure, be sure that you agree with them and promise success. But Micaiah replied, as surely as the Lord lives, I will say only what the Lord tells me to say. When Micaiah arrived before the king, Ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or should we hold back? Micaiah replied sarcastically, Yes, go up and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. But the king replied sharply, How many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak from the Lord? For the Lord? Then Micaiah told him, In a vision I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, Their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Didn't I tell you, the king of Israel exclaimed to Jehoshaphat, he never prophesies anything but trouble for me. Then Micaiah continued, Listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him, on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, Who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth-Gilead so he can be killed? There were many suggestions, and finally a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this? the Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go and inspire all Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So, you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of all your prophets, for the Lord has, pr- has pronounced your doom. Then Zedekiah, son of Canana. <sighs> Kenana walked up to Micaiah and slapped him across the face. Since when did the spirit of the Lord leave me to speak to you? He demanded. And Micaiah replied, You will find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. Arrest him, the king of Israel ordered. Take him back to Amon, the governor of the city, and put my son Joash and to my son Joash. Give them this order from the king, put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water until I return safely from the battle. But Micaiah replied, if you return safely, it will mean that the Lord has not spoken, the, has not spoken through me. Then he added to those standing around, everyone mark my words. King Ahab of Israel, oh, this is now Second Chronicles 18 verse 9. King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on the thrones. Were sitting on thrones at the threshing floor near the gate of Samaria. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. One of them, Zedekiah son of, Kinana, made some iron horns and proclaimed, "This is what the Lord says: With these horns, you will gore the Arameans to death." all of the other prophets agreed yes they said go up to ramoth-gilead and be victorious for the lord will give the, vic- the king victory meanwhile the messenger who went to micaiah said to him look all the prophets are promising victory for the king be sure that you agree with them and promise success but micaiah replied as surely as the lord lives i will only say i will only say <clears throat> what god says when micaiah arrived before the king ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or should I hold back? Micaiah replied sarcastically, yes, go up and be victorious, for you will have victory over them. But the king replied sharply, how many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak for the Lord? Then Micaiah told him, in a vision, I saw all all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, their master has been killed. "'Send them home in peace.' "'Didn't I tell you?' the king of Israel exclaimed to Jehoshaphat. "'He never promises, prophesies anything but trouble for me.'" Then Micaiah continued, "'Listen to what the Lord says. "'I saw the Lord sitting on his throne "'with all the armies of heaven around him, "'on his right and on his left. "'And the Lord said, "'Who can entice King Ahab of Israel "'to go into battle against Ramoth-Gilead "'so he can be killed?' There were many suggestions, and finally a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this? The Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, the Lord said. Go ahead and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of your prophets. For the Lord has, pro- has pronounced your doom. Then Zedekiah, son of Canana walked up to Micaiah, and slapped him across the face. Since since when did the Spirit of the Lord leave me to speak to you, he demanded. And Micaiah replied, You will find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. Arrest him, the king of Israel ordered. Take him back to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to my son Joash. Give them this order from the king. Put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water until I return safely from battle. But Micaiah replied, If you return safely, it will mean that the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added to those standing around him, Everyone mark mark my words.